Hi everybody and welcome to Growth Week. This is a monthly week-long conversation that is aimed at helping you grow intentionally in every aspect of your life. So wherever you find yourself today, this podcast will challenge you to take the next practical step towards your God-given purpose and potential. My name is Justin Doro. I'm a certified John Maxwell Leadership Coach and I'm also the lead pastor here at Word of Truth Ministry. With me in the studio is one of our ministry directors and co-host, Robin Aldea. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our final episode of Growth Week for this month. I can't believe we are at the end of yet another week. Uh, So this week, we have been speaking all about growing your influence, and that is what today's conversation is entitled, all about influence. That's what we've been speaking about this week. So we started off the week speaking about this age of influence that we are living in. Times have changed. There are influences all around us. On the second day, we spoke about intentional influence, the fact that we have to start being intentional about who is influencing us, what is influencing us, and also us being intentional about who we are influencing. And the following day, we spoke about the key to influence, which is understanding people, understanding how to connect with people. And then yesterday, we spoke all about creating a circle of influence. So like I said, today, we're almost ending off with the title for the week, which is Growing Your Influence. And that's what we're speaking about. So Pastor Jay, why don't you take it away? Yeah, it's been a very good conversation, hey, and um, a very challenging one, thought-provoking, just realizing that everybody has influence and we all have to be intentional about what we do with our influence. And now we we thought it would be a good way to just conclude by giving you some practical ways by which you can actually go out there and start implementing so that your influence begins to increase or to begin to grow. And here's the thing that I was thinking of earlier before this recording i just thought of this idea that influence actually plays a very vital role in almost everything that we do in life our human behavior is as a result of influence you know just this past weekend we were learning about imitating god and just the thought of a child imitating a father and saying that the whole kid's life is going to be shaped by who they imitate. And I just started thinking of it and I realized that, you know what, if your entire behavior is influenced by people, we have to really take influence seriously because whether you like it or not, how you behave right now is a result of somebody influencing you. So arguably, most of our actions, most of our human behaviors are either a direct or indirect result of influence, which brings us to these two levels of influence. They are basically two levels of influence. You can be influenced directly or indirectly. And for most of us, we are being influenced every single day indirectly by somebody. There is always indirect influence. So if you think of the clothes you wear, the way you talk, the way you show up, the way you just want to present yourself, it's an indirect result of what you have been exposed to. It might be in a movie, you were not intending to learn how to dress from that movie or how to show up but it just made an impression I often find myself after watching tennis when I go play squash I often find myself doing some silly tennis things on on the squash court because after a couple of days of just watching tennis I was influenced and even my movements are influenced by those things that I've been exposed to and indirect influence is not 
bad. It can be a good thing. You know, a lot of the things that we pick up, the mannerisms, the nuances, whatever is from indirect influence. So Mm. it's not necessarily bad, but it's also something that we need to be aware of because when we were speaking about this, I just thought of how you always tell our church, you know, watching church on TV and saying that that is the place where you fellowshipping or that's your pastor, someone who's on TV. (laughs) That's not actually real. You know, they are indirectly influencing you, but that can actually be bad because when something hits the fan and you need a pastor that's going to be almost a direct influence in that situation, you know, that pastor that's in America who doesn't even know you exist, (laughs) they're not going to be able to directly influence that situation. And so we need to be almost like aware what is direct influence, what is indirect influence and realize that, hey, you know, it's not a bad thing for you to watch church on TV or to tune into another church somewhere, but how are they indirectly influencing your life and even just your view on life, your worldview on your own life. So good, Robin. And you know what? I, I like what you just said because the reality is when you need to make major decisions in your life, you cannot make huge changes, major decisions via indirect influence. It's like what you're seeing on television or what you read from a book is only a part of the full story. And many times you need somebody who's walking with you directly to be able to walk the process with you. Mm. So indirect influence, like you said, is not necessarily bad, but it has its limitations. It's like what you just said. You know, I shared earlier in the week that someone who influences me is Jenny Allen and and Jonathan Bacluda. You know, they are an indirect influence. While I admire them for what they write about, what they speak about, they are not a direct influence in my life because they don't know my life. And I can't go through life thinking, what would Jonathan Bacluda (laughs) do kind of thing? Or what would Jenny Allen do? No, I need to know, hey, while they may give me some wisdom from the books that they've written and some knowledge, they are indirectly influencing my life. And I can't live as if they are a direct influence. That's good. So the first level of influence is that indirect influence. Mm -hmm. Every one of us, every single day, you are subjected to some form of indirect influence. Even maybe your diet, your food, it's indirectly. Some of us are buying things just because we watched an advert, not intentionally like, I want to learn something from this advert, but it just influenced you. The next time you walked into the shop and you just kind of realized like, I I I love that. But how did, how did you come to love that? It was indirect influence. And the funny thing is supermarkets are set up this way, right? So you go in with the intention to buy maybe like things for a salad. But as you're standing at the checkout, they've got all the sweets, they've got all the good stuff <laughs> surrounded there. So indirectly, you're influenced to buy those things as well. Yeah, so good, Robin. You know what? This is just a clear example of how indirect influence is so powerful because I've been there many times. I just wanted to buy myself some good healthy stuff but as I was moving out just about to get to the till it just looked so good and I ended up getting something that I did not want that's the power of indirect influence but there is now direct influence and when we talk of growing your influence this is the main aspect of influence that you can be more intentional in because you you know what you want to do I'm doing this so that I may impact somebody's life. So direct influence is more intentional. It's focused. I like that example that you used about pastors because as a pastor myself, I indirectly 
directly influence other people in other congregations. But when I am preaching to our congregation, I am not indirectly trying to influence them. I am directly, the message is crafted for our congregation. What is God saying to us? Other people may benefit from the wisdom and from the things, but the whole presentation was directly geared towards our congregation. That's so true, Pastor Jay. A direct influence is the more intentional and more meaningful type of influence. It's that, you know, walking with someone and they actually have something to say to you and you actually take it to heart. You know, they are, it's almost a sense of they're invested in you because they're influencing you so closely. So this is definitely a lot more intentional, a lot more meaningful. And you need to be aware of that. Like you can't walk with someone and think that, hey, there are unintentional influence. No, they're actually directly influencing you in certain areas. And again, that could be good it could be bad you need to be aware of that so good and here's the thing when you find somebody who's doing something right and you want them to influence them and you've got access to them it's your responsibility to go to them and say hey i need you to influence my life in this area i often go to some people who are not even within my church circles and i'll say hey help me with this particular aspect because I know that they are good at what they're doing in that area and their influence is invited. So I will actually go to them and say, hey, help me make this decision. What would you do? And that influence is direct because I went looking for it. And it made me think of, you know, parents. I was thinking of this from, you know, the the aspect of direct versus indirect. And as parents, it is our responsibility to raise our kids and to influence them directly. I am the primary form of influence my kids should get. I should be giving my kid direct influence. But when it can't, when I send my kids to Sunday school to you to true kids, you have indirect influence over them. And so I cannot expect my kids to be super well behaved just out of indirect influence. I need to be more intentional and recognize that it is my responsibility to be direct. And and I like that because when we have people who are directly influencing us, we are less likely to be indirectly influenced by others. So it's like <laughs> your, your child can say, you're my dad, you know, yes. you are the first and you are the final authority. And I think that also presents a, another side of a, a problem, you know, that maybe there are people who send their, <laughs> their kids to, to Sunday school and they're like, hey, oh, this is my break. This is, you know, your misbehavior, your... <laughs> disobedience is now life is gonna be sorted out sunday school's problem and it's like no an indirect influence can't fix a problem that should be addressed by direct influence that's so good and so powerful direct influence can make all the difference you know i've got stories as a pastor i get to to touch people directly and indirectly but i love it when god uses me to be a, a direct influence in somebody's life and one of the recent stories that i can think of just off the top of my head is this young man that was part of our church and he was doing his metric and he's just about to finish you know school that kind of stuff he's planning to go to varsity and during that period we had been looking for a musician and we've been looking for a bassist and I then decided to just draw him in I saw the potential that was in him I knew that he loved music he came from a musical family and I just kind of drew him in and invited him to be part of our worship team. And I started just teaching him the basics of playing an instrument. It happened to be the bass guitar. But what I love about that story is the journey that we took. In the process of teaching him how to play music, he fell in love, number one, with worship. Like he really started believing that, hey, he's called for something more than just 
playing an instrument. He wants to be involved in worship. And one day the parents called me and they said, hey, Pastor Jay, we want to talk to you because there's a major change in our son's life. And we were preparing to send them to this varsity. And now he's just said he doesn't want to go to the varsity anymore. He wants to actually go for like a, a Christian gap year because he wants to pursue worship. And that for me was like, wow, here is somebody's life that is taking a, a complete shift, turnaround. I think he was going to study psychology or something like that. And now he's pursuing music, in particularly worship, and he's now pursuing ministry just because I intentionally started something in his life that has now become the turning point of his life. He, you know, when I was listening to his testimony when he graduated, he was just saying to me, you know what, that decision to get me involved has brought me here. And I can see the potential. I can see where he's going. I, I know God has got great plans for him. But what I look back to is that moment where I decided to be intentional. I could have just said, oh, well, you know, we'll see what happens. And nothing would have happened. You'd have gone to that varsity that he had enrolled to and you'll be doing something completely mm. different. Maybe along the way, frustrated, drop out and start something else just because I wasn't intentional with my influence. Mm, I love that story. It's such a powerful story of just hope and showing what a little bit of influence, hey, what a little bit of intentionality in recognizing that, hey, you can influence someone to make such a big decision in their life. Something that will set the trajectory for the rest of their life. And that is so exciting. So we need to recognize that when someone allows us to directly influence that, it's not something that we should take lightly. Because imagine if you had been a bad influence mm. and you had influenced him to just go completely off the road which obviously you never would have done <laughs> but then there are people who kind of just get that thought in their head or maybe they've got other motives you never know that's why this is such a powerful thing to recognize how your how powerful it is to have influence in someone's life that's right robin you know what i've actually heard real life stories of people who are about to go to varsity but because they had negative influence Mm -hmm. from friends that said, well, I'm not going to go to varsity. I am going to stay at home or I'm going to do something crazy. And they decided to follow their friends and they did not do anything with their lives. Mm -hmm. Same kind of influence, but different results. Mm -hmm. So be very intentional about growing your direct influence. And yeah, here are some few things that we can actually talk about as we try and understand how do we directly influence people? Because I really believe that direct influence is gained through a single decision to want to add value in the mm. people around you. And that was my decision. Quite honestly, if you asked me if I intended for him to end up in ministry, that wasn't the intention, but I wanted to add value into this young man's life. Mm. And that simple desire of saying, I'm going to do whatever it takes to just add value in his life led to me gaining so much influence and influencing his career choice. Yeah. So there are two types of people, right? There's the ones who give value, who add value, and then the ones who receive it. Mm. And at the end of the day, if you want to be an influencer and you want to directly influence someone, you need to gain that influence by giving value, by adding value to people. And so there are a couple of things that you can do to add that value. And number one is to see the potential of the individual. And that's exactly what you did with this yeah. young man. You knew that, hey, he came from a musical family. He'd been in the church for a couple of years. You knew his life and you could yeah. see the potential that was in him. So for you, I can imagine that it was a no brainer 
that when he showed an interest yeah. in doing this, you were just like, wow, I can actually see the potential. I can see where this may go. Yeah. And so it became easier. And it's almost like you can see, hey, this is not going to be time wasted. Because yeah. I think that's another thing, you know, when we try and influence people, sometimes you see potential, but it's not always that you 100% believe that they can make it through kind of thing. Yeah. But I think it becomes so much easier to influence someone and to add value to them when you can really see that potential and see where it can actually lead. So if you want to increase your influence, if you want to grow your influence, you have to be that person that develops the ability of you know, seeing the potential in others. And then not only do you have to see, you have to say something. And many times we underestimate the power of our words. What we say is so powerful. We mm. can influence people just simply through our words. So I really believe that you can add value in people by saying words that encourage, words that equip and empower them to be all that God intended them to be. So for me, every single practice session kind of telling him that you can do this you are doing so well and those words of just simple encouragement turned something that was just like you know yeah a mere lesson into a real life change yeah, I love that. And I think about, again, back to worship, you know, I think about the people that have been in the worship team and that I was able to directly influence yeah. just by saying words of encouragement, by saying, hey, you can do this. I believe in you, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I remember there was this one girl who she was always interested in joining the worship team and back home. She was here for a year in mm -hmm. Port Alfred and back home. She had always expressed interest, but she never just got the courage to join the team. And when she came to our church, I was like, just give it a try, you know come and kind of you know with um gentle persuasion <laughs> made her come to to rehearsal and stuff and she ended up loving it and she ended up believing in herself that hey i can actually do this so that's really the power of saying words that encourage equip and empower that person so good so as an influencer your words must be full of life you know for us as christians we believe that life and death is in the power of the tongue you can be an influencer if you are telling people you know, you can never be anything kind of thing. We have to be releasing words that uh, encourage hmm. And then another thing that you can do, and this is super practical, is actually sharing your knowledge, sharing your experience and influence with them. You know, it's easy to say to someone, hey, I believe that you can do this thing. But when you actually come alongside them and you practically sit down for days or hours or whatever it may be, depending on the situation, and you share your knowledge, you share your experience, you get <laughs> hands hands on with something that helps them so much more to believe in themselves. And you add value in that way of saying, hey, this was my walk. This was my journey yeah. to get to where I was. This is what I did. I can see, oh, I, you know, when I was at your stage, this is how I felt. This is how I experienced things. So you share that experience with them. And nothing beats that real life story of somebody who has gone through what somebody else is trying to go through. So never underestimate your knowledge, your experiences when it comes to influencing the people that are around you. That's how you add value. Mm -hmm. And many times you can undermine your own story, but for somebody, that story would make all the difference. You know, coming to those indirect influencers like Tyler Perry, and, you know, I never knew his life story. And one day I discovered that he practically lived in his car. He came from extreme 
poverty, broken family background, and now he's among the richest actors, celebrities in Hollywood. But his story, just listening to that aspect of his testimony, encouraged me so much that there is nothing that God cannot do. So when you share your knowledge, your experiences with somebody, you can unlock a world that was before then impossible. So never underestimate your story. And finally, you can add value in others by showing that you believe in them through giving them exposure or opportunities. That's one of the ways you can quickly gain influence. Leverage your influence, your exposure, your platforms to help somebody gain that exposure they need to get whatever they want to do. It's that whole thing of people that will come here. I'm not sure if this is the girl you are referring to, but there's one, again, another young girl that came through our worship team and we gave them the exposure to worship. And now they're involved in another church and they are saying they would have never been in a worship team if we never gave them the opportunity. And all we had was an opportunity mm. and we leverage that by giving them that opportunity they now are leading worship somewhere else so yeah and i think we can say that we believe in people and i think it's easy to say that but when you actually take the chance and it leaves you a bit vulnerable it leaves you a bit exposed because you don't know always know how it's going to turn out you don't always know how they're going to handle themselves depending on whatever it is but there's nothing that gives them more just, wow, I actually can do this, than someone actually taking a chance on them and saying, hey, I believe in you enough to, even though this might blow up in my face yeah. or whatever, I'm going to trust that, hey, you've got it in you and you can do this. So good. I actually think of some of the, the people that have influenced my life, whether it was intentionally or unintentionally. One of the things that I've realized is that there's some people that took a chance with me. Like, hey, we know you're a pastor. Come to our conference. They mm-hmm. don't really know me. But they gave me an opportunity and out of that, great things started happening. So let's not just say we believe in people. Let's show that we believe in them by giving them opportunities. Mm, Definitely. Well, Pastor Jay, the last thing that we're going to touch on today is something that you said to us. There's a right time and there's a wrong time to influence people. Mm. And so when to influence others is critical. You need to know the right time because your influence will increase significantly if you get the timing right. And obviously, I think we can do a whole podcast episode on this because you know timing is definitely wrong if you are an unhealthy person if you have the wrong motives all the things that we've spoken about but I think it's also important to know when the timing is right so what do you have to say about that yeah Robin I really believe that there are three specific moments in a person's life when they are most susceptible to your influence. Mm. So if you want to really influence people, if you learn to define these moments and wait for that right moment, a little bit of influence will go a long way mm. because the timing was right. And then there are times I've, you know, I've tried with many different people in different aspects. There's some people that you do, you work hard, you almost do almost practically all the work for them and they still bail out and you wonder how come they didn't get it? The timing was wrong. They were not just ready. But then you find people that you do very little for. you almost like just encourage them with just words like, hey, you can do it. And all of a sudden they tell you, you changed my life. And you're like, how did that happen? Mm. The issue there is 
time in. So the first moment that you need to learn to identify in people is what I call catalyst moments. These are moments when you draw close to somebody who is, you know, maybe stuck in a rut, caught up in a cycle that they cannot break. And you can see they're just going round and round in circles. But you know that there is a way out. And so you go in intentionally to create a path, to create an alternative route for them and to become a catalyst for something new in their lives. And I've, I've seen how powerful this can be. I was at a conference some time back, years back, I don't even remember which exact year it was. And one of my pastor friends was preaching with me at the same conference. And we happened during that time to be talking about health. And we were approaching our 40s and he was telling me how he's exercising and he's working hard and he doesn't want to be overweight when he turns 40 and something just happened from that conference I came back saying to my wife I need to change mm. it was the right time people had been telling me you need to exercise I didn't take them serious but this person with a little bit of effort encouraged me to do what has become now a new lifestyle for me mm. just because they got the time right yeah Pastor Jay I love those catalyst moments because it's almost like everyone knows this person is going around in circles even they know it yeah. and so when you you become that catalyst for change for them it's it's almost like it's such a significant shift and such a significant change that happens in their lives and that is so exciting now the second one is a teachable moment pastor jay you are like the <laughs> boss at these <laughs> teachable moments you know in the years that i've known you and that i've been on staff and i've seen how you set us up for teachable moments it's almost like you let us get to the point of no return you let us bump heads and do all the things wrong and then you're like hey you've tried this you've tried that you've done it all <laughs> maybe you should do this and then no one can argue with you because they know that yes you're right i have done everything and <laughs> you you actually described it as the moments when no one can argue with you so, so what do you have to say about that <laughs> you know what we live in a very opinionated world and what happens is every time you try and teach something you know this you know something is true and you're trying to tell somebody they arguing with you they telling you no it doesn't work and you know for a fact it works so if you keep trying to teach this person before they come to this particular moment they don't get it mm. sometimes as pastors i've seen it work even with the church congregation i've been preaching a truth for like years and one visiting pastor comes the right time says the exact same thing i've been saying and all of a sudden you're like what's mm. what it was just the right moment. It was the teachable moment for that person. So yeah, I think as you want to increase your influence, sometimes just waiting until somebody is ready to learn. I think, I, I don't know, one of these strange religions, they've got this saying that whenever the student is ready, the teacher appears. Mm -hmm. So when you are ready to learn, a person will come and just say it once and you get it, get it. and you don't even argue. Which brings us to the third and the final stage, which is what I call the breakthrough moments. These are those moments where maybe somebody has been the catalyst, they've been working hard, or maybe they've been teaching and nothing is happening. And then somebody comes at the right time. It's that breakthrough moment when somebody is desperate for change. They're desperate enough to practically do anything 
to see change in their lives. And we need to learn as influencers to look for those moments of desperation where somebody is just ready for that break. And when you seize that moment and leverage your influence, you're going to see some significant fruit out of that. It's because of timing. It's not because you did so much, but at that point, you came close to somebody who was desperate enough to do certain mm-hmm. things. And I've seen this. I can tell you story after story. If you draw closer to somebody who's really desperate for change, you can pretty much tell them, just go and run around the block and they'll try it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they, they, they will be changed. Yeah, Definitely. I love that. Well, Pastor Jay, even the Bible tells us that there is a time, there is a season for everything under the sun. And so that means that there is the right time for you to influence someone yeah. going through what Whatever they're going, you just need to watch for those moments. Is it a catalyst moment? Is it a teachable moment? Is it a breakthrough moment? Well, Pastor Jay, we've come to the end of this week, growing your influence. Honestly, I didn't know that there was so much to <laughs> influence, to influences influencing that I did before this month that we covered. And it's so exciting to know that we can be so powerful, actually, and we have so, so much influence to give people. And so it's something that we need to steward well. It's something that we need to be aware of. And so I really hope and pray that this has helped you guys, our amazing podcast listeners, to influence well going forward. Well, if you ever doubt the power of your influence, I was just thinking of it. How do we end our podcast? You've got this thing that you say, and most of the times I hear myself just waiting for that moment, and I just say the exact same (laughs) word with you. You have influenced me. (laughs) Paul, awesome, awesome. Well, I hope that you guys are going to influence someone by sharing this podcast with them, get them to grow alongside with you, and we're going to continue releasing this every month. So I just want to encourage you guys continue growing continue pushing for all the things that we've been speaking about sometimes growth doesn't come in a breakthrough moment sometimes it's those small incremental changes that you just consistently day after day choose to make and so i want to encourage you subscribe follow share this with someone and until next month let's keep growing Growing.